You can't prove that he existed. Cable exists. He does. He's the Messiah. He's the the, the mutant Messiah. I thought fucking exists because he's my boy. He is. He's on fire. Life <laughs> fire. And, That's and not even funny. <laughs> Toy boat. Toy boat oh. is now afloat. All right. Three, two, one. Rain, break of dawn. No, oh, please. Sorry, that was last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how this guy's not a thousand pounds. We don't go back. This guy Three. Man versus food. I know, right? Oh, I know. It's... I'm going to drink cooking oil now. Three, two, <laughs> one. Like, I mean, he's not—he's not thin by any stretch, but like, he's—he's huh. he's like a- average overweight. He's got like a gut. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how he's not eight thousand pounds. Yep. Let's do a before and after in about I'd, five years. I'd love to see somebody drop like a deep fried moose dick on his plate and say, "Hey, <laughs> here he's food. eating what looks to be the world's giant—the uh, world's largest onion rings—and the onion rings are used as a casing for what looks to be like." Eight pounds of pulled pork. <laughs> I don't dig on swine. Hey, three two, three, two, one. Gonna have some fun. Eleven o'clock comics, episode one hundred and Next one's a special double size issue. They're all double size. They're all giant size. That's right. It's not bad. That's not a bad team. Better call. How about Joe Matt? Wait. What? 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 what are you saying? What? Huh? Oh, are you pooping on my my woman? Who? No. Well, but Paul Smith stuff. Did, uh, did, uh, did Junior not perform adequately recently? What are you talking about? Not recently. Ju- Junior's Uncanny X-Men first time around, uh, I felt was not as strong oh, as, his, uh, as his Amazing Spider-Man before. Oh. I wasn't, I, I didn't hit the moment. His X-Men stuff looked, um, looked more like his, what do you call his deadline style. It looked a little bit more Russian to uh, loose, not as detailed. His Spider-Man was tight. James' stuff, Doc Ock, and all that stuff. Uncanny. Right? Uncanny. Wolverine looked okay. Kitty Pryde not so much. Oh my God. I hate it. I hate it when mom and daddy fight. No, we're not fighting. But you know what? I don't. I don't know if I agree with you because I'd have to actually take a look at it. I don't. I don't remember a lot of it. But I will. Well, one Ramita Junior that I do remember and. I will go on record as saying I don't think he's ever looked better. Now, whenever we think of Romita Jr., we think of Klaus Jansen, right? Because it's a it's a beautiful team. Well, not, well, not these always. Days, well, well, these days, right? Because they're Dan Green. Okay. No way, because they do they do great work together, Romita Jr. and Klaus Jansen. But there's one anchor who made Romita Jr. look the best he has ever. Al Williamson. Looked. Al Williamson on Jared Daredevil. Devil, man without yeah. fear. That is Romita Jr. has never ever never eclipsed. I agree with that. that. I do. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, shit. come on. You got a consummate pro like Al Williamson finishing your work. Jesus. And unlike Tom Palmer, you could still see some John Romita Jr. there. It's true. Uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot my little black bookie. I got to be writing this down. My Why? God. This little music stuff. What do you mean? No, about? not all of this. We're we're going uh, on and on. Oh. I'm Did it break it down? Please <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that shit. I do. Uh, JR, JR. Junior. 
know what's funny is that he's right. not junior, but somehow he's become not only has he become junior, but he's become JRJR. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like he's not John Romita Jr. But I I I worry about the effect Mark yeah. Miller's having on him. What do you mean? Really? Be- because all the money? No, <laughs> not the no no no. It's not the money. <laughs> Junior, he he's a very. If you've seen him in person, he's a very clean cut guy. He seems very respectful, very proper. Wait, are and, you talking and, pre or post mullet? He's pretty diesel uh, if it's age. I gotta give him his propers. Yeah, he, and he, but I mean, Miller has him drawn the most despicable shit in in uh, Kick Ass Two. Have you seen uh-huh. some of the pages in there? Quote yeah. unquote, waiting on the trade on that one. Oh. By the way, we're just we're just jumping right into the festivities tonight. Oh no! Hey, you know what? If you if you're just joining us, <laughs> this, this, this is eleven o'clock comics episode one hundred seventy four. Capullo. And yes, eleven o'clock Capullo. We're gonna decide. We we've decided to change the name. Uh, and I, hey everybody, I'm Vince B. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm Christopher Neesman. Uh, I'm David Price, and I have a thank you. I'll get to you later. Oh, really? Yeah. Stop, awesome. aren't you? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Who's up? And I am Thulsa Doom. Thulsa Doom. No, you're not Thulsa Doom. I heard the movie's pretty good, though. Um, You are Jason Wood, everybody, in this swashbuckling episode, 11 O'Clock Comics, has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Refuse. Stand up for your comic book rights. Refuse to pay retail for your books because you don't have to. If you just walk on over to DCBService.com or browse on over, DCBService.com, you can get your favorite books and collectibles at huge discounts. Check this out. That upcoming Azarello Rizzo spaceman thing out of vertigo now it's only a buck to begin with but if you shop at dcbs you can get it for 50 cents 50 that's 50 percent off for those of you who don't like math this is what it is i know um from fanographics jason conquers america one shot uh yes, some rare and unreleased uh and uh uncovered jason work it's 35 percent off you can oh, get it for three dollars and 24 cents yeah plus Doc Bizarre from our boy Joe Casey at Image. It's a hardcover. It's, oh, that looks good. Yeah, it's 14-something, but not at TCBS. It's $7.79 for a hardcover. Joe Casey, it's gorgeous. you got to get it. Wait, though, because I thought the same thing on Marijuana Man. And I don't know. I don't oh. think this is going to be. It doesn't, no, it it, yeah, it doesn't have you know Ziggy attached to it. With the, <laughs> whatever. Uh, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> incredible <laughs> Hulk number one. Uh, Jason, Jason Aaron and our boy Silvestri is only a dollar ninety nine. That's fifty percent off the cover price. So yeah, you can get cheap comics at DCBService.com, and you would do very well for yourself to check them out. If you're the first, you're a first time um, user of the service, you can get another eight percent off your order by typing in the following code into the slot. What is it, David? E O C. Eight. <laughs> this is a good little Carol Channing there. EOC eight. That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Diamond Sour Girl's best friend. There you go. Oh, uh, you know what? You just made you just made Alan stroke. I know I did. And I'm not gonna specify what kind. <laughs> so yeah, DCBService.com. Yeah. I'm great. actually I'm I'm heading down to uh to the mothership. I Come heard. On. I heard that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, he's gonna uh, make the DCBS home store. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, going to um, make people watch him curl. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> heading, down. I'm heading down to the uh, the Fort Wayne Curling Club Midsummer. Oh, you thought I was kidding, didn't you? <laughs> so, uh, yep, got to got a tweet that. I thought he got a new dog and it was a grooming thing. I'm a son of his 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 podcast own fantasy football league, but he's got time to go to a curling tournament. <laughs> hey. This Priority is real world. Space. That's Priority. right. So, I mean, so yeah. You read your emails, or, or do you just yeah, choose mine? So it's been it's been a bitch of a month, man. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm catching up here. You know, making catalogs. You know, in in all honesty, if I ever witnessed you curling, I would probably cheer for you louder than anybody else there. I know you would. Embarrassingly I know. loud, I would. You take your shirt off, start swinging it in the air. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll see. Hey, I who's the fat chick? I know. Uh, I, I, <laughs> That stage stick's got a hell of a rack. <laughs> Hairy, but nice rack. <laughs> You're like, I, I think I've been about her in an issue of Golly. Self-deprecating nice. humor, always, it's always uh, funny. Uh, our buddies, uh, Zach Krusey and, uh, and Andrew Tom, I think are going to come out and see the, uh, the, the curling majesty. Um, really? Down there. Yeah, so. All right, well, listen, Andy and, and Zach, don't ever, ever let me see you tweet or go on the forums to talk about how busy you are ever again. Yeah. <laughs> but it, no. it's enough to justify actually curling, but to justify having the time to be a curling spectator. Oh, no, be careful. But it, it is Chris, though. So yeah. it's it's blood. I, Chris to death. I would rather watch Chris. Oh, I don't know. Cook. Uh, scrub a toilet. Dude, don't piss him off. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna head down. I'm gonna head down to uh, the DCBS uh, uh, home store this weekend. That's, that's cool. It yeah, is. so that'll that'll been be that'll before, be right for the uh, there's yeah I've been there. yep been there been there a couple times so it's a really nice store I've uh, been to the old location and the new one so well I tell you what what's um uh, while we're talking about curling and comics and all that stuff let's uh let's entertain the listeners even more by talking about booze and uh, and this week's drink roll call so uh, Jason um, why don't you lead us off this week. Uh, not the most masculine of drinks, I must admit, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, my wife made a pitcher of sangria, because she had oh. some friends for, for dinner, and, uh, so I'm having a big old glass of sangria, and then I have some, uh, some yangling lager to, uh, to hop into when I'm done this sangria. Excellent. Well, there you go. Ole. Very Wonderful. Nice. Vincent, how about you? You know, it's scary when the Around Comics Chris rears his head, and that's what we got right now. What's that? You're very, you're, like you're driving the bus. It's yeah, it's, a little, it. it's a little it's scary. Right. I'm yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I'm drinking black and tan, Yangling. That's fine. It's not, Love it's it. Not disappointing at all. If you enjoy it, I'm happy. Hey, oh no. my oh. God! No, stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> David, how, how about you, my my, I'm my, my son? I'm having some Merlot. Merlot. What? Merlot. Well, from, yeah. from, which, from what vineyard, my friend? From from Gallo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gallo okay. family Merlot. Ernest from, and Julio uh, still their prop. I mean, this is true. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, actually no. Wait, no. It's um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. yep. Come on. Ernest. Come on, son. I know. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and and for uh for for my uh, craft beer of uh of the week and you know we're we're coming you know maybe out of out of my my summer beer season we'll so we'll start getting into the into the fall stuff the porters here in a, in a little while but uh um holding on to the nice uh summer ales this one 
comes from the fine people at Boulevard Brewing in Kansas City, Missouri. It is uh, it's it, it's it's a fantastic brewery. They've been there for a while. They're um, we're kind of at the at the forefront of the of the craft brew movement and uh, and made quite a name for themselves in uh, in Kansas City and uh, Missouri and, and surrounding states. This is from their Smokestack series, which is a, uh, a limited series of brews, and this is their Tank 7 Farm ha- Farmhouse Ale, and uh, kind of similar to uh, uh, to one of the new Glarus ales that I had that I had had that was you know specific to to the brewery that you could only buy there this is um really reminiscent of that just um a absolutely wonderful farmhouse ale which uh uh so much flavor in this whenever I hear like you know not to not to talk bad about Miller Lite even though I do talk bad about Miller Lite whenever they talk about you know more flavor it, I laugh because it's it's I mean, this is this is an ale that is just packed with amazing amounts of flavor, but it's still a really, really enjoyable beer. So, anyway, the Tank 7 Farmhouse Ale from Boulevard Brewing and their Smokestack series. Check it out if you, if you can find some Boulevard beer. All their stuff nice. is good. Cool. So there you go. You know what? Before we get into the comic talk proper, I got a question. For all of you, concerning an incident that uh, unraveled today at the comic shop. Wow! Oh. Yeah, now I gotta ask you guys. Mm-hmm. They're selling. They they're selling uh, backing boards that weren't acid free. An uh, incident. I don't, I don't. I don't bag and board anymore. I leave them all naked. It's a good um, idea. I do. Uh, now this, I want you to see if you think this uh, is a little bit of dirty carpool. Or if it's just an unfortunate uh, reminder of the current state, such as it is, of our comic book industry. Now, okay. Moonstone Comics published <laughs> uh, a, a comic book South called the, the Heap. Now, I love The Heap. Uh, anything swampy. Uh, you know, he appeared way back in, well, before the Skywall days, but uh, when uh, I'm only 40. Six. So I first That's encountered turned. the heap way back when uh, Sal Brodsky had the character with Skywald for the one shot. And then I, uh, he, back in the Airboy days, you know, the heap was a fixture in, in the Airboy comics. So I love the heap. And I figured, hey, what the hell? Why not? Right. Uh, Moonstone also publishes Airboy. This heap has to be somewhat related. Right. So I bought the book. It's written by Charles Knopf. Remember him? Yes. From uh, Carnival, Carnival and, and yes. Iron oh, Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. and oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. illustrated by Marvel for quite a while. Yeah, well, I the couple. Eternals. Yeah. Oh yeah, Illu- yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's illustrated by Sammy Cavella, colored by Renato Guerra, and a bunch lettered and edited by a bunch of other people. But anyway, it was three ninety nine. So I didn't read it yet. It looks very good. It looks interesting, and and there's a lot of word balloons and Knopf. Pretty much gets into the uh, the character a lot. There's there's biplanes in it, which is always a good sign when you're talking the heap, right? So I'm looking through the book and I get to the back matter and I, I'm thumbing through and I see ads for Airboy and the Spider and Francesco drew a cover for Airboy presents the Air Vixens. It's gorgeous, Valkyrie. Of course, of course it's Francesco. So I'm going through and I stumble upon a page that says, "Read more of the heap from Moonstone." 
and they publish and they print the two covers for the upcoming two issues. This is a three issue miniseries. And it says, look to comicsology.com for issues two and three. Oh. And to Moonstone for the hardcover collection of the entire miniseries. So now I just spent three ninety nine before discount on a comic that I gotta follow digitally uh, for the yeah. rest of the series. Or right. buy right. the hardcover and pay for the first issue twice. And and you're buying the hardcover directly from the publisher, which is we can thank, I guess, Diamond for that because maybe the first issue didn't meet their requirements and your comic shop's not gonna be able to get it through Diamond. Well no, there the first go. issue obviously did because this was solicited right, through but Diamond. Then, but based but on, the, I guess the second the was also solicited through Diamond and probably did not meet its requirements. So I'm right. I'm saying, you know, like should I should I be a little ticked at Moonstone, or should I be a little ticked no, at no, Diamond? No, no, man. Moonstone's still giving you the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They are footing the bill for the rest of the series. I think yeah, they hit the nail on the head. I think you're. I mean, we we could be wrong, but I think the presumption has to be Moonstone would be more than happy to print it and offer it digitally, but they probably didn't meet the minimum. Right. I, you know, I was leaning toward. I, mean, I don't give me an excuse to hate on Diamond. I mean, I just do that yeah. naturally. But I just thought, like, this is probably where you know the industry is going. We're going to see yeah. failed miniseries making the jump to digital. And but, I mean, this isn't new though, because um, I can't think of the name of it. But I mean, rec- uh, well, Gorillas for one thing. But yeah. there, have been, there have been books where you know, yeah, you've bought the first, the first half of a st- of a series, and and the story didn't finish. But hey, here it is. Is now again, but you have to buy what you already own, and and now it's just happening digitally. Whereas before, you'd buy a single issue, and then now you're getting a collection. But it's yep. it's not it's not cool. It is a nice escape hatch for a publisher, though, because you know back in the day, if they didn't meet the order, you wouldn't see the rest of the series. True, right? But now we we have the luxury of just print on demand, essentially, and you can just go download it. So that's good. I, initially, I was a little bit miffed because, like, oh, damn, I'm not going to have one book in a long box, and friggin', I'm not going to have the other two. But oh, that's, no. that's no, yeah. But uh-huh. once you, once I thought about it, I'm like, really, does that really bother me? It's not like I didn't get my three ninety nine worth out of this issue. Right, it's right. it's in full color. Well, you probably didn't, but that's another story. No, actually, this is this is a real cut above the typical no, moon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I think it's honestly. Um, a good thing because you know how many how many times in the last you know 10 years have you gotten into a limited series that was going to be a six issue series and we got three issues and right and the the sales on the first honestly the first issue is, is really what determines it that you know hey infinite horizon was eisner nominated and started what three years ago, and we're just now getting the last couple issues. I think so they can get it to trade. And yeah. and this is this is Phil Noto and 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 Jerry Duggan, you know, two really talented guys. So you know, I, I think that I think what we're going to see in the next couple of years, hopefully, is this trend to buy it digitally and and then hopefully double dip and and get the the printed or you know if it does well digitally hopefully that will fuel the the collected edition sales i i think that not for not for marvel not for dc but for independent publishers i it's it's gonna it's gonna be real interesting what happens in the next 10 years that i think that you're gonna see uh, a straight uh, yeah. over, over the months. next 
over the next 10 years, yeah. uh, where I think that maybe it could become almost a standard that things come out uh, digitally and without single issues and then go to a trade where that might actually be the standard. So I'm, know, I'm just, really crossing my fingers and hoping that this DC digital initiative takes off to the point where, where Jeppy notices a huge chunk of his orders being uh, missing. I, I really hope that's that the other case. stuff right now. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. He, he seems a little. Well, I don't want to say scatterbrained, but I mean, I find it very hard for him to focus on any one thing. So <laughs> I don't know if he would see anything in, in his in, in his uh, distribution model. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and this is the man driving the distribution bus. So yeah. it's so wonderful, so comforting to think that. Well, you know, it, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Com- yeah. Comics are going to be there. Comics are going to be around. Yep. Um, it, it's just in, in what form they end up being there. And uh, Hopefully I, I without think, Diamond. They'll be there, but it's just going to be a segment of the industry. It won't be the industry. So, but, uh, when, we'll uh, talk about when, when Wood when when Wood Nozum. posted that that link about uh, the original art and 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 Montana and and Montana's family and and Gepi and and it was, I sent it to my aunt and I, I told her you know that it looks like he's he's in a little bit more than usual trouble because she every time she goes down to Baltimore she tends to hit that museum so she really hopes that the museum doesn't go away or at least it's maintained by maybe someone else but but I would like to at least go to the museum at one point but it's i mean there, there are there's a lot of good i guess he could do but it's just mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate that other things come up where it, it makes that very hard to to see yeah you'd be yeah, on no level headed don't be that level headed it's shit. early it's early dude. don't <laughs> worry about it by the time we get to the end no forget about it third glass of merlot and it's on Woo! i'll be taking my shirt off swinging it around hey <laughs> uh, don't tease <laughs> All right, let's uh, segue into some comics here. Check this that's out. What, that's what we do. Now, I don't. How many people here have heard of Captain Confederacy? You heard? No, I didn't. I, I have. I know you have. That was a given. Chris never has. No. Jason, you haven't. Nope. Okay, Captain Confederacy is an alternate. American history tale where um, the uh, the North America is is broken up um, and it all right it, it started in the mid eighties it was a um, it was like a twelve issue miniseries by a uh, by by Steel Dragon Press was the publisher um, and uh, the writer is Will Shetterly and um, and the the artist is uh, is Vince Stone. He uh, he drew every issue, and it was um, the twelve issues came out. I said in the mid eighties, and then in I think maybe um, I want to say the early nineties, Marvel's Epic imprint put out four issues, uh, basically like a volume two. And it was during I think their heavy hitters era where they had Saxon Violence by uh Peter David and George Perez and and um Midnight Man. Was, was it Midnight and Martial Law? Um and, Law Dog. Right. So there were there, there were um I guess they they were trying to like revive Epic. But uh as far as Captain Confederacy goes, there's the Confederate States of America and this is all 
the the United States map minus Canada. You have the Confederate States of America, the Free State of Louisiana, the United States of America, the Republic of Texas, the Great Spirit Alliance, uh, Desiree, the People's Republic of California, and Pacifica. And 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 so forget about like world nations. Everything's happening like in within the the coast to coast. What we see as as the New York and and Maine and Florida to uh, California and Seattle and whatnot. But um, I never read the original Steel Dragon Press series. I I didn't read Captain Confederacy until the epic series. And um, and thanks to Google Plus, the writer, Will Shetterly, is on that social network and uh and i wasn't sure if it was him or not and i clicked his profile link and went to his blog and there's a sidebar link on his blog to captain confederacy and you can download the entire the complete captain confederacy saga oh shit in cbz format right then and there and um it goes it takes you to archive.org but you can download it and and read it at your leisure you can read it online through through the website or you can download the cbz's but um I finally read it, and I didn't. I never wanted. I never talked about the four issue miniseries because I didn't have anything to compare it to by not reading the original volume one. Um, it's it's interesting. You know, I kind of think just based on how what he posts on the forum and 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 things he likes. Dave Faust, if he hasn't read this, he might kind of dig this just because it, it's that it's that alternate universe kind of freaky stuff where it's just it's. I mean, it's not psychedelic, or it's, I don't. I don't want to say it's deep or anything. I mean, Captain Confederacy is um, is basically not quite. Not, uh, yeah, sort of like Captain America. It, it, the he takes a serum, uh, has um, heightened uh, strength and and speed. Um, I mean, a bullet can still kill him, but it would take more than one bullet. And and uh, I mean, he's not. His his, his He's not indestructible. Uh, his sidekick is um, is Miss Dixie, and yeah, it is. There, uh, there's. Um, <laughs> and, but basically, <laughs> because because this uh, because of of this, what I wasn't sure how I was going to enjoy this because um, the the uh, the N word is thrown around a lot. This is basically mm. it's 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 just lost Alan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but it's I mean, there's there's a reason for it, and and. Um, and I guess based on on our our thread from last episode, and um, and I guess the way some people may sort of kind of behave on the forum, I'm I'm not very tolerant of, of intolerant people, and and there's um. But isn't that a great shorthand for a writer to use? Like all they have to do is have a character have that word come out of their mouth, and you know this is an ignorant bastard. But well, yes, and and as th- and and yeah. it's instead of instead of it, um, so it's kind of just stuck in uh the fifties and the sixties in the south and and uh but this is the this is a very powerful section of the country and and other um other areas in the country look to uh the united states louisiana as as uh and and it's just it's, it's it can be a little uncomfortable the the first volume kind of just focuses on um uh, Jeremy, who's Captain Confederacy, and um, and him, I guess, wanting to um, knowing that something's a little wrong, 
and and I guess just wants to make things better. The second volume is you don't really have to read the first to read the second. Um, Captain Confederacy in the second volume is a black woman who's pregnant, who is pregnant and married to uh, Kid Dixie, who's a blonde-haired white boy. So um, they've kind of they've kind of made progress between the first volume and the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have the Knights of Old Dixie who aren't keen on on a uh, on a black woman being the the symbol of their land. Um, but the second volume is more of a United Nations type story. You have uh, you have the representative from Texas and from Nippon because it's not Japan and 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 Germany and and. California, so it's they, they were trying to, I guess, get the um, sort of like Justice League International. They're just trying to get the the symbols, the the powerful forces of those states, those those countries, um, in one room together, and and kind of have a, a conference and, and get a room. It was and well, and that's funny because it it takes place in a um, in a hotel. It's a murder mystery, and and, and it but the four issues were really good, and Vince Stone's art. Got a lot better between um, the first twelve issues and the uh, and the Marvel Comics limited series and uh, and and the the Epic series is in color. The original series is in black and white. And I don't know how. Um, I don't know if if Will scanned in the first volume from um, from the. I kind of feel like he. He scanned them in from the actual comics. So there are some pages that are a little darker. Uh, you might not be able to pick everything out that, that's going on. But the second the second volume, really sharp, really tight, looks good. It's, uh, it is it is an enjoyable uh, – it, it's an entertaining read. I, I, I'm glad I finally got to read it. I have no problems with it. Um, if, if you want to read it and you know, think, think it's a um, – do a thesis on it because it's some, some – um, the way the world is, or something like that. I mean, this was the books are over ten years old, ten fifteen years old. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's some things might be a little dated. Um, but Hell, as far I think as, the the epic series was like ninety five, wasn't it? Not I don't now? know if it was that late. I want to say like maybe ninety two. But hmm. it was. Um, but I mean, I I remember buying the epic series because I wanted to read the. Um, the original, and I didn't know if I was if I'd be lost, and and really, I didn't I didn't really forget anything. It's been years since I read the epic book, but it's I didn't forget anything rereading it now, and um and and you don't need to read the first volume. It it uh, it's pretty much self contained. It's I prefer the second volume, and um but at least having read the first, I, I know where they were going. I, I I have a little bit of backstory, but um I mean. The, hell, the the price is is right. I mean, d- download it for free, read it online for free, and and just. But it's it's just it's one of those throwbacks that I I never got to talk about because I just well never got to talk about it. But I I'd, I'd recommend it. I'd give it a shot. You know, it's a, a real strong scout vibe from it without the Native American overtones. It's just that that kind of depressing. What's the word? Desolate, broken America type deal like that that Truman did in Scout. Do you feel that when you read it, David? Not not so much because there isn't it's it's um the ah, David just told you to eat a dick up. <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, we're all brought about the street this week, I guess. Eat a dick. The first the the first volume is more political. Um 
the second is 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 basically a, a murder mystery. There there are some there's some food for thought there, and and I don't mm-hmm. know. I'd I'd be interested if, if to find out anybody who read the original series how it would stand up to today. If if um I don't, it's hard for me to say whether or not Will was was ahead of his time when he wrote it. If if he was just looking at things the way they were, and and but I mean the fact that it's it's a um it's I mean I'm I think we're all fans of Elseworlds and and what if stories, so it's it's, yeah. it's kind of having that that alternate universe, but um. There are parts of it, like I said, that, that are a little uncomfortable, and and some of it, uh-huh. I'm not a a, a huge um, history buff, so there are probably some things that I did miss. If if uh, if I paid attention in school, I probably would have picked up on it better. But <laughs> it's um it's it's uh like I said, I I don't know if it would feel dated if if somebody read it today or or what they would compare it to today. But I didn't. I look at it as as well. I remember seeing the ads and in, in amazing heroes for, for the book and and it's just one of those things that that i remember seeing just not reading so it, it was also kind of a uh a history lesson as far as comic books go for me when when i was reading it but i, I think you should give it a shot on on stuff like that and and it's it's a it's an interesting point that i wanted to bring up about cat but didn't really know how to um and stuff in 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 fiction the historical fiction that takes place um you know like pre-civil rights movement or even during or you know you know whenever and whatever um era of of america where there's uh, a lot of racial tension do you do you feel uncomfortable if it is portrayed in a realistic way to that era or do you feel uncomfortable if it's not addressed at all and it's it's portrayed that there were no racial tensions of the time. I think it's I, I think it's an insult if it's portrayed that there were no racial tensions at the time. Okay. Have you seen Cap? Have you seen Cap? No, I've not seen Captain America. Um, now, now, granted, this is this is Marvel's version of of nineteen forties right you know, World War Two America, but I mean there are. You know, the Howling Commandos have uh, have soldiers from all different sorts of ethnicities. Right. There's um, promotional propaganda films that Cap is is filming with you know with a black soldier you know along with you know other other white soldiers and and that kind of stuff. And I, and I'm watching this and it's like okay for you know, any kid watching this today, d- not weird. At all, it's like okay, yep, that's great. There's Cap with you know a bunch of American yeah. soldiers, you know, doing doing you know like buy war bonds, you know, movies that kind of stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, it's like yeah, in the 1940s, that's not gonna happen. It was yeah, it was not the United States of Benetton back back then. But I had I had to make that 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 differentiation that this is Marvel's 19, 19- and that's right. I mean, in context, knowing that it's a comic book, knowing that you know things are, are different because the science is different, and and you can fudge history a little bit, and and um, you can make it more um, more one big happy. You know, we're all you know it's a small world after all, and 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 everybody is is related, and and yeah, it, I mean, because that, Mark, that's fine. Mark there, Mark you use the the N word. Does that make him a racist? No, he's no. He, he was depicting he was depicting the that part of America in the time. I've been thinking about this 
because of the cat movie. But then today I saw this the story that uh, uh, there's a school in Virginia that decided to uh, take uh, the Sherlock Holmes story, A Study in Scarlet, out of the curriculum because there is a, a very unkind passage about um, uh, how someone feels about a Mormon in the book. Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, look, it's it, uh, the most. I think the most um, the most noteworthy, at least for me, broad national perspective uh, case of this was when uh, last year they announced that they were going to put out a, a censored version of Huckleberry Finn. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. And they were going to remove the N word uh, yeah. from the book. And um, you know, look, there there were a, a lot of very passionate and varied opinions on it and i read quite a few of them um and if any of those opinions were um in favor of editing that book then they were wrong well again <laughs> it's it, true and I, and I certainly agree with you i i'm not in favor of it but no. but i but again i think when you when you're talking about a sensitive issue like this and it's certainly uh it, it'd be so nice to to still you know to to say with confidence that in 2011 race was no longer an issue unfortunately yeah. it is um and and so i think that i found reading the debate very uh illuminating because again at the, at the end of the day uh while i'd like to think i'm i'm reasonably racially sensitive you know i am a 36 year old white guy you white know? Guy, so yeah um so, so i i can't pretend to really understand racism other than in the abstract right i mean or i should say or i i've never I can't pretend that I felt victim to it. So in reading some of the the, the viewpoints and, and and many many uh you know many you know uh, uh bl- you know black people many other minorities came out and said agreed with you Chris that they don't see they don't think it's changing the the the, Ign- the text ig- ignore, of the book makes ignoring sense. ignoring a problem does not solve it and right. that and that book in particular was was not a racist book it dealt with race and and basically said that you know, you know more or less that that all men are created equal, and so yeah, that that kind of stuff drives me absolutely insane. Now, yeah, it, it, it's it's about intent. What was the intent of the book? What is the intent of the material? And if you know, like in the cat movie, or you know the 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 you know Confederate book, you know whatever. If it's to if it's to capture an era and accurately depict the way that things are, then how can that be wrong? Well, that's what I was going to get at. I mean, and, and I guess everybody has the right to draw their own line and what's ultimately what we find tolerant or what we find acceptable is a personal right. thing. You know, you can't really dictate to someone whether they're right or wrong on that front because it's, it's how they feel. But I will say that just in getting back to your direct question, to me it is kind of a feel thing, right? Like if – like let's take an example of – let's take Fear Agent, right? Because it just popped mm-hmm. in my head. So Fear Agent, you got Heath Houston who's this – redneck country boy hard drinker not unreasonable to presume that if you were to sort of thrust him into the real world he might be somewhat racist right it wouldn't be out of the character that we've come to know of heath houston right it 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 could it could be a possibility right now 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 remenders never depict them i'm just saying but it wouldn't like if you take you know country redneck uneducated deep south wouldn't be shocking to make him racist now if remender had chosen to make him racist and then, like, every issue or two, just, like, not even in the convention of the story, like, had Heath making, you know, a racist remark or, you know, just, yeah. like, like that would that would bother that's me, not- right? That would be enough for me to be like, I don't want to read this. Like, because cause it would be like, 
it wouldn't serve the story. Like you could establish that he's maybe racist if that was important to the story. Fine, whatever you get past it. But if it was like a repeated thing, it would sort of feel like egregious. Like, and you, I, I would have said, or like, let's remember, like racist. Like, what's going on here, right? Now, if he was any, any, a- anything that would perpetuate or um, make put racism in in a positive light is not good. No, and, right. Not necessarily yeah. in a positive light. I mean, like, he could make him out to be, like, a jerk, but if it's, like, if he keeps making, like, just, like, making a point of, you know, being able to... It's you know, the hero story, so that would not be good. Thing. Right. Now, yeah. now, on the flip side, if if, if, so, if a comic writer was writing a OGN, say, about, you know, uh, about, like, the, uh, you know, uh, like, during the Civil Rights Movement, well, then it would be frankly ridiculous to not have some kind of scene where perhaps a character is you know being told to get to the back of the bus or you know go into a or they depict a restaurant where there's you know different entrances for for you know quote-unquote colored you know that was the term they used then it was horribly you know but i mean you know what i'm saying like if they if they because that was historically accurate and, and germane to the story then i would feel if they didn't have that stuff i'd be like well that's weird yeah. like what you know so i i think it's case by case like it depends if it serves the story is if it's if it's if part of the story is to be genuinely historically accurate to the time then i think it should be there um then- and it could you know, but and, and honestly, you know, and, and to bring it back to comics, I mean, that's something that uh, you know that Marvel. <laughs> what? What? I had, a, I had a Heath Houston comment. Oh, go ahead. Well, throw it in, in there. Throw man. it in there and say. No. But you know, it, it's it, to Marvel's credit, they have have. I mean, going back into the '60s, have been pretty progressive yeah. with the. With 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 race, I mean, you know, Black Panther. It's you know, unfortunately, I think as a product of the times, any 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 black superhero had to have the name Black in front of their yes, in yeah, front yeah. of their name. But it's funny you say. Uh, I was at a wedding, and uh, one of my good friends, Phil, uh, he's he's a black guy. He 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 knows obviously into comics, and we got to talking. He was like, Wood. I, can you you know there he's like there are black superheroes right like what what are some of them? so I start you know naming a bunch and he went up, and he was like well goddamn he's like why is every one of them got to be a black something I'm like like they're storm and but I was like but a lot of them because of the time and I said it's the time when they were created it was sort of like yeah. you know yeah well there's Power the, Man uh, he's not Black Power right, Man he's not right Power the, Black Man the, yeah the um uh, uh, ah. cover of the first issue was very black exploitation though. But yes. Oh, yeah. But, um, but see, that's the thing. Mar- Marvel wasn't making Saving Private Ryan. They were making Captain America. So right. if, if if they want to be historically active, accurate, then you know, there's a time and place for that. Like, this wasn't. What'd you say? Like you like Captain America, like truth. You know what I mean? I mean that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can always find that and and read that and 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 I think see, it's. I wouldn't. I'd be very upset if if someone handed me an edited copy of Huckleberry Finn. It, it was written at that time when that was you know, the norm. And and if it, if a story like that was written today, set in that time, it would all be hearsay. So the person, the author, might be going over the top with, with, with the N-word, whereas... That author, you know, that author would be basing that work on, on works like Huck Finn. So, yes. Yeah, so so there's... I, I, I guess if you say it own it if if that's how the that's country right. was if that's how the people were at the time then you can't you can't make it disappear you can't erase it you can't yeah but come on let's be honest this country is so enamored with revisionism 
Well, yeah, but we that's, love and, to go and back and 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 scrub the past, scrub all the bullshit like away teaching, from the past. Leave me like teaching our second graders about the uh, the the pilgrims and the Indians eating Thanksgiving dinner together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. they're bashing <laughs> their heads <laughs> off rocks, you know. I do believe. So it doesn't surprise me that they would want to take that word out of out of uh, the book. But before I forget, and, and and before Vince gets to his Heath Houston comment, uh, finally, the um, I do believe. <laughs> That when it was published, that Captain Confederacy was the first uh, the the epic miniseries that is was the first um, published monthly comic book or finite series featuring a a black female character. I, it, it was that it was her book, so it, it's um. I mean, this is before uh, Washington. Right, so I mean, it's I mean, you had Black oh, Lightning, yeah. you had Phone yeah. Book in D- at DC, and you had Power Man, but I think, I mean, I don't recall Monica Rambeau having her own series as Captain Marvel. So it's, I don't, it's, no, I don't think so. Yeah, but um, yes, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's just like I said. So yeah, I mean, without harping on that. But the Heath the Heath Houston thing, I almost wish that Remender made him a stinking racist in the first couple issues, because <laughs> no, really, wouldn't it have been cool and very poignant? That because of his so interaction, no, before. because of his interaction with all these <laughs> alien species, that he realizes that well, thro- he, he, throwing he, nasty he, words at people of his own biology is stupid. Because essentially, that person that he's 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 uh, well, it, you know all casting all his per- what you, well, yeah, I mean, well, look, I, I, he he is a racist towards different alien races species yeah right but i mean it would have been a nice statement on on human racism if he if he did not would have he did well he did he did enough to make to make heath an anti-hero and yeah he's pretty reprehensible but yeah yeah, or irreprehensible um (laughs) uh i think that would have been maybe a tick too much i like it Tick too much. I like it over the edge. I know you do. I know you. Yeah. Do. I, it's hard for me. I, I. It would be real hard for me to root for uh, an uh, an outwardly racist person. But what if they yeah, learn? Agreed. Agreed. If they learn from their mistakes, though, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for me to to watch the um, the journey to uh, to redemption in that. But that makes the redemption all the sweeter then. Yeah, I mean he can yeah. learn, he can change. Look at him. Yeah, Look at him. him. I'm confused <laughs> about something. What, what, why would? How is Heath Houston irreprehensible? I would. I'm, 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 it's a joke. From oh. a couple of <laughs> I'm confused. I, Me confused. I was going to say. I, what time is it? Because I don't know if I should start talking yet. No, not no, yet, not I'm yet, screwed. Not yet, I'm no. screwed. We got um. About another oh, hour. Or Actually, so. you know what? Shut since, up, since, we got, since we have, um, <laughs> oh, that's hurting. Uh, since since we had one captain, I'm I'm dying to find out if if Chris has anything captain related to talk about. Oh, I love you. You're awesome. Yes, I uh, I read a really something. good three issue miniseries that. Um, was it only three issues? No, it was five issues. Okay, <laughs> but I read really good three issues of it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, this, this all came from, uh, uh, this past weekend, I was at Wizard World Chicago on Saturday. Oh, nice. And, uh, 
was was able to uh, to see a lot of uh, a lot of good buddies there, a lot of uh, uh, creators that uh, that we've gotten to know over the years, and uh, a few forum members, not many. It was uh, it was very crowded. A lot of people trying to uh, trying to get the autographs of uh, the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory um, kids who are now older than all of us. That's going to be hilarious. Uh, yes, yeah, oh, look I, I, before you get into your story. I, I got to go. I, Look, I, I fully, as a con goer, I fully am cool with whatever floats your boat. Because look, we all got our things, right? I mean, yeah. whether it's Vince liking the vinyl kaiju, the you know, yeah. people liking the toys, you know, I Bitch. like the statues on occasion, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we all got our thing, and, and certainly no one thing is quote unquote cooler or less cool than the other. But for the life of me, I cannot, in my worldview, fathom people. Number one, waiting in line. Number two, paying like fifty, seventy-five, a hundred dollars to get their picture taken with people that not only were like famous for like a hot minute, long time ago, but but don't look at all like the thing that makes them memorable for them. It's like like even like uh, like Chewbacca. Like it's cool that the dude was Chewbacca, but like I loved Chewbacca. I didn't love the dude in the Chewbacca suit. Like. I you know it's cool that there was a little uh, 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 a short guy that played R two D two it would be CGI these days but like he was in a suit like I like the robot I didn't care that there was a dude in there like he you know what I mean like anyway I'm sorry I got to go on the tangent but there's a a lot of people out there that completely disagree with you oh hey I met I met Shaft last year that was fucking awesome. Another full white boy coming up to shake my hand. Did you pay money to have Shaft's picture taken? No, I walked up to him and I talked with him, and he, we we both went to the same the same um, college, and so I just went up and you know chit chatted with him. I'm sure I walked away, and he's like, you know, upset because I didn't buy an autograph. But, um, yeah, man, it's that that show is so bizarre. Uh, I mean, it really is. It really is an autograph show. And whenever you walk in, it's all of the celebrity guests are the main attraction. And then you get to retailers, and then you find your way to Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. And the Artist Alley this year, um, deceptively really good. Uh, there, the, I mean, uh, Jim Chung, Jeff Darrow, Umberto Ramos, Eduardo Rizzo, Pia Guerrero. Was there from Why the Last Man? Mm-hmm. Didn't even yeah, notice man, it. Uh, Darth Kramer got a sketch from her. Yeah, I didn't even know until I was you know leaving. Art and Franco from uh, from Tiny Titans. Uh, Sinkevich was there. You know, I'm you know I'll miss a lot of people, but uh, uh, it was it was a pretty healthy. Matt guest. Wagner. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, David, <laughs> we we short so bad. Yeah. Uh, you did. Yeah, we 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 spent a lot of time hanging out with uh, with Matt Wagner, which is very cool. Um, but uh, anywhere, uh, anyway, what was that? Oh, yes, um, I got to uh, to hang out and talk with awesome artists and also Eleven O'clock Comics uh, forumite Tom Cioli of, nice. uh, of Godland fame and uh, and multiple other awesome projects. The man America. needs no introduction. Yeah. True. Yeah, Tom Cioli, uh, and it was. It was really awesome getting to you know actually talk with them. I've you know chit chatted before at like Summit City Con, but this is kind of the first time that we've been able to to hang out and and really kind of uh, BS with each other. Well, anyway, 
one of the books that he's done in the last year or so that really flew under my radar, uh, I, I wasn't really aware of it until I, I saw it at his table, was uh, the second issue of a five-issue miniseries from Marvel called Captain America, uh, All Hail Hydra. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really an interesting concept for, uh, for a miniseries, especially with the, uh, with the movie coming out. Uh, it's, it's all written by Jonathan Mayberry. It's M-A-B-E-R-R-Y, Mayberry. And it's a five-issue series that each issue is about Cap in a different era. It starts out in World War II, Golden Age Cap, then the second issue is Silver Age. The third issue is is more of a, a Bronze Age, you know, Cap and and Falcon um, stories. You know, kind of talking once again about Marvel and 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 black superheroes. Uh, then the the fourth issue is uh, more of a '90s uh, version of Cap, and then the last one is is a modern day. And so, what what a great idea for for a cat miniseries is going over five different eras of the character and each each issue is part of a larger story about his struggle against hydra and and this one particular hydra initiative and um I just absolutely love the first three issues. The first one, I mean, anytime you you give me Golden Age, World War II era cap, I'm going to be all over that. But the the second issue, which is the one that that Tom drew, is just fucking unbelievable. It's it's Silver Age, it's Silver Age cap. So he's a relatively new member of the uh, of the Avengers, and it's. Um, uh, a crazy mad Professor Geist, which we were introduced to in the in the first issue, and he had captured Cap and and basically done an experiment on him that you know Hydra is trying to uh, engineer super soldiers, but also trying to find the keys to immortality. And through these experiments, it was a really nice. Um, retro wrinkle into the into the cap origin and mythos is that this hydra experiment where they had injected him with this lazarus serum might actually be the reason why he was able to survive suspended in in uh you know in the in the frozen waters of oh, the atlantic is because of of these experiments that Hydra uh-huh. ran on him, not as a direct byproduct of the Super Soldier Forum, which was pretty cool. So you you, you come out of the the Golden Age story and into the Silver Age story, and 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 Hydra is is kind of ramping up their their efforts, you know, chasing these uh, uh, the the Super Soldier formula and and immortality. Uh, it kind of a lot of it mirrored what they did in the Cap movie that that Hydra had kind of used the Third Reich as a way to further their goals that hydra has existed for you know a couple thousand years anyway and and they were you know so they were around long before the nazis and had basically just you know, used the used the nazis as, as a way to uh, kind of tap into their resources and further their research really cool concept a lot of fun then you get into the uh the the bronze age story which you know you know brings it up you know another decade or so and it's the relationship between T'Challa and Cap 
and Falcon, and they go off on an adventure that is tied into the last couple issues. Just a lot of fun. Then it kind of kind of falls off the rails a little bit in the fourth and fifth issues because it's uh, it goes into the uh, uh, the Captain era of Captain America. Oh, nice. And then, yeah, and then the last one was more of a, a modern day. But uh, the first three issues, really, really good. And uh, the 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 Cioli stuff in the second issue, it was awesome. And I saw the original artwork. He did all of it in golden, uh, um, uh, golden era uh, pages. So it was the uh, uh, the what is it, twenty two by thirty inch pages or whatever you know whatever the golden age size was D- just fucking amazing to see in person some pretty stuff man yeah second oh, issue was oh, the only oh. one i i felt like uh, owning because it was Sioli. i mean uh, it, lo- it looked good but i the, bought that second issue right on spot yeah the, the first and third issues are really good i mean it's it's golden age cap then it's silver age cap and then it's and then it's the bronze age stuff where it really expanded on the entire you know like avengers roster and it just felt like a really good bronze age uh cap and avengers uh story cap and the falcon and the avengers story so the first three were really really fun so um definitely worth if they put it out in trade the first three issues make it worth owning Hell, number two makes it worth owning. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. If nothing else, go out and buy the buy the second issue um, because it, it um, each issue, each of the first three issues stand alone on on you know on their own merits, really because they're kind of like time capsules of of those eras. And yeah, it was really really good stuff. Cool. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was yeah, it was great. It was great. But hanging out hanging out with Tom, you know, just asking him stuff, you know, really dorky questions like, you know, what what, you know, what is your favorite single Kirby issue? And what is that? I think he said on the forum. What what was it? New Gods uh, number nine, is it? New Gods or something, right? New, New Gods number nine. Yeah. It's, it's, there you go. it's completely, you know, undistilled Kirby. It's the it's the New Gods, you know. It's the pack. Away from Earth, and it's just you know, incre- and he can explain much much better than I can, kind of paraphrasing uh, what he said. But yeah, it's it's basically it's basically you know Kirby Unchained, and uh, you know he's talking about some you know some FF issues, and you know you know I asked him, it's it's like you know Tom, you've, you've gotten to this point that you know you're you're an incredible artist, and, and people recognize that, but you're so closely tied to to kirby and your kirby love and do you ever feel like you're you know pigeonholed as as being you know this and i didn't say kirby knockoff artist because he's not it's everything he does i think is this beautiful homage to kirby and any and he, and he looked at his you know it's like the die is cast and he's not ashamed of it at all i mean it's he's just like it's very, very self-aware of what he does, why he does it, and and I and I think is is and rightfully so very, very proud of what of what he does. And Hell yeah, yeah, yeah it's is awesome. Oh, and my my uh, you know I started the Avengers and JLA jam pieces for sketches at conventions just because it's a lot easier to get you know twenty artists on on one board as opposed to um, you know keeping a sketchbook and that kind of stuff. Um, he did uh, an Orion for my JLA jam piece. Nice, which is <laughs> fantastic. 
Um, it just for those that, because if you thought the writing was halfway decent, Mabry's been doing a bunch of Marvel stuff. He's actually a pretty yeah. accomplished novelist. Um, uh, oh, really? I've read, I have a couple of his books. I read one of them, Patient Zero. Uh, the others I haven't read yet. But uh, zombie stuff, right? Yeah. Or, well, he or, or he uh, yeah he did. Oh, uh, there's a lot of zombies in the miniseries. Uh, yeah, he did the um the he wrote the he took over for Reggie Hudland on Black Panther when it was yep. uh, T'Challa's uh, sister, um, and then he wrote Doom, he wrote the Doom War uh, event. Yep. That uh, he also did that that uh, follow up that claws of the Panther. So he's been writing Black Panther, sort of the female Black Panther. He's he's been the main writer. He did that uh, that um, there was that it was a Punisher miniseries, um, uh, Naked Kill. I haven't read it, but uh, it's a Punisher Max miniseries, and he's doing that Marvel Universe versus, which I think is still going right. on. I haven't read he did, that. He but. did one of the Marvel Zombies sequels. Yeah, Zombies oh. Returns. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you'd I think you'd like his his Black Panther in uh, in this series. It was pretty good. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed what I've read of him. I mean, you know, he hasn't really gotten a chance to. I mean, they've kind of kept him tucked in that that specific corner of the Marvel universe so far. But yeah, I enjoyed the book he wrote very much. You're right, a well sweet. a well read boy. Yes. Uh, you know. You know. I just got to do something <laughs> in between drinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it my turn? Am I good? Of course it is. People are dying to hear you talk. Oh, yeah, they're dying, chomping at the bit. <laughs> uh, I brought it all back to the House of Ideas this week. I went a little what? bit... Yeah, I went a little Say bit deep last, last week with the, with the out there, um, Jesse Monahan's forming, and if you haven't bought that book yet, get off your ass and do it, because it's astounding. But anyway, I read issues 630 to 634 of Incredible Hulk's it's it's the heart of the monster arc, Greg Pak's swan song, yeah, on on the Hulk books, yep. and uh, obviously written by Greg Pak, pencils by the awesome Paul Pelletier, who is signing his work P Pepel now, which is really cool. I like that Pepel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> inks by Danny Mickey, uh huh, and okay. colors by someone. I love, but haven't seen much of because I've I've pulled back a little bit from the Marvel stuff. Well, a lot bit from the Betty Marvel Brett stuff. Weiser? No, the the incredible Maury Hollowell colored oh, this. Wow! Just, yeah, I was wondering where the hell he went, and it turns out he's he's on yeah. Gamma World. How does uh, how does how does Mickey look on top of uh, Pelletier? Fantastic. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, really good. Um, but not to not to jump in here, but but Pelletier is definitely a guy that that depending on what for people out there that haven't necessarily read a ton of him, I bet their perspectives very widely by who they've seen him as with an inker. That's fair. Yeah, his stuff has looked. You know, I'm a huge fan. His stuff though has looked amazing and not so hot at times. But yeah. uh, when he's got a, 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 an inker that lets his, his pencil work shine through, though, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. I think he's an incredible talent. And at the end of this, yep. whole brouhaha, I'll tell you why. Big spread hanging right here, baby. That's Rocket right. Raccoon Groot, what's up? Uh, so it it starts off well. I mean, let me set it up. In the previous arc, you had Betty and Bruce attempting some kind of reconciliation because uh, they've been estranged, estranged for a while now. And uh, this this meeting of uh, you know the, the handing over of the olive branch, so to speak, falls apart as it, it does in the Hulk universe after the pair encounter Tyrannus. Yes, good old Tyrannus. Um, How's he doing? Uh, he's getting <laughs> he's he's getting some, and I'll tell you why. So, but uh, Bruce gets the stuffing knocked out of him, and uh, you know Betty decides that maybe she's had her fill, 
of seeing the man <laughs> she, she loves. Oh you know, yeah, had the stuffing knocked out of him. She so the you'll have your fill too. <laughs> she well, there's I'm telling you, there's a lot of that in this. But she gives herself over to her impulsive, uninhibited red alter ego, who promptly runs off with with the uber powerful Tyrannus. And and after a, a night of bumping uglies, uh, Tyrannus offers to make uh, his bond with Hulk Betty eternal by allowing her to sup from the waters of his underground fountain of youth. He's going to make her... calling it these days? Yeah, he's going to make her <laughs> ageless. But before she can drink, his place is invaded by Monica Rappuccini, AIM, nice. Scien yes, AIM Scientist Supreme. Awesome. And, and she's also the world's greatest biochemical expert specializing in toxins. That's very important for this arc. And we cross <laughs> paths with her in um, that awesome Fred Van Lenthe supervillain team-up Modox, yeah, Modox 11, yeah. Yep. Well, part of that plays into this. Pack is pulling. I'm loving it already. Pack is pulling uh, events from all over the the Hulk related Marvel universe for this, um, and she has a squad of armed to the teeth aim beekeepers with her. So she gets to jump on Hulk Betty, and she shoots her full of tranquilizers. Betty collapses. She gasses Tyrannus and his and his lackeys, and she pulls out this portable transmutational device out of her. Out of her ass, obviously, but <laughs> she, uh, she, she turns it on the fountain of youth and it transforms into a wishing well. I guess it's that mystical aim, mumbo jumbo science and magic mixture, you know. So she, she turns the, the, the fountain of youth into a wishing well. But unfortunately for Ms. Rappuccini, she underdosed Hulk Betty. She mm. shakes, shakes off the drugs, confronts the scientist supreme, but in doing so, she splashes herself and Ms. Rappuccini with water from the wishing well, which does not turn out to be a very good thing. Uh, because now Betty's wishes can come true. Anything she wishes for can come to reality. And that's the problem. So Monica flees to Gamma World to enlist the help of, you know, one time friend Banner. It's suggested that the two have had uh, a romantic encounter in the past. But uh, when Bruce hears that Hulk Betty has the power to make her wishes come true, he throws the kids in the car, meaning, meaning cousin Jen Walters, the She-Hulk, uh, his best friend Rick Jones, the A-bomb, and Amadeus Cho, seventh smartest person on Amadeus, the planet. Amadeus. Just Amadeus. ask him. Uh, and he hightails it out to Las Vegas to stop the shit before it gets out of hand. Vegas, but in, baby. In true Hulk fashion, <laughs> though, that's exactly what happens. Uh, rushing headlong into the thick of things. Did he wear his Mr. Fix-It suit? No. Cho steps in the wishing well. The dumbass, smart, seventh, seventh smartest person on the planet, <laughs> and he steps in the wishing well. He must have oh. planned for it, right? No, he, he, he sets foot in the wishing well just as he was hoping that his team had more help in overpowering this giant monster uh, that's eyeing them up for dinner. His wish is granted in true monkey's paw fashion for who oh. should emerge to enter the fray but the awesome android known as the Bi-Beast. No way. Yes, protector of that floating avian nation. Uh, we first saw him way, way back in yeah, Incredible Hulk. Not, all I think of with the Bi-Beast is the uh, Ohatmu entry. Oh, really? Well, you gotta pick up uh, Incredible Hulk 169 by Young Englehart and Titanic Herb Trimpey. I think I own the issue, but I don't think I've ever read it. On my favorite covers ever. Um, number two, the bloodthirsty Wendigo. Three, nice. Armacheddon. 
that guy from the Armageddon, that guy from the Peter David run. Remember the warlord of Trojan? Oh, yeah, uh, hilarious. His his son, uh, Trauma, was killed by the Hulk yeah. twice, twice, and he vowed that the Jade Giant would one day die by his hand. Umar, <laughs> Mistress of the Dark Dimension, shows up. Who oh, the used, fixer. Uh, no, Umar. Yeah. Who used the Hulk? <laughs> no, that, the hot... The Fixer's hideout? Yeah, oh, like... no, that that's... Omar. No, uh, Umar, actually. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it was Omar. No. Right. Well, Umar. All right. But, uh, well, then, you know, Umar was bumping uglies with the Hulk way back in the Giffen, uh, Demetice and Maguire's, uh, when was it, 2005, that Wahaha Defenders miniseries? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Shut up. I'm, saying, I'm not saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. No, I agree with you. But yes, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Move well, on. Well, she she used the hug. She used the hug and her boy as her boy toy in that, and yes. she's got a a soft spot, so to speak, in quotes there for the Hulk, and she wants him back in the in the zone. She wants him in her bed. So, uh, and if the Defenders it, not a miniseries to read if you're a Silver Surfer fan, that's what I'm saying. No, it's true. That's what yeah, I'm you're right. You're right. Uh, and if that wasn't enough. They they rouse uh, from his slumber him whose limbs shatter mountains and whose back scrapes the sun. I'm talking about oh, Fin Fang Foom. Foom. Yes, awesome. Come on, snowing. That's awesome. This is all boys. I'll tell you this. I'm at my Fin Fang Foom hero click right now. I knew it was gonna swing around the hero clicks. That's a good thing though, because that figure's kind of nice. Hero click. It's sweet. It is. It is. But anyway. This series has everything because it's one of my favorite Mike Norton pages that I own is yes, is a uh, Spider-Man Marvel Adventures with Fin Fang Foom. It's true. Um while Pack is kind of exploring that old caveat that magic wishes never pan out as intended, everybody's wishes backfire in this book. And it, it's it's fitting because I mean it's the Hulk. Nothing ever right. works the way. You know, he he really peels back the heads of both Bruce and Betty and gets his hands dirty because there's one scene in the Dark Dimension that pretty much sums up their entire relationship. You got Doctor Strange, Amadeus Cho, and that uh, crypto mythologist chick, that Doctor Sophia de Cosmo. Cosimo, remember? Um, they they rush into the Doctor Strange opens up a portal to the Dark Dimension, and and they rush in to save the Hulk, who unknown to them considers the place pretty much paradise. Why? Because he's in a place where his that unbridled rage that he has can harm no innocence because there's none in the dark dimension. Uh, he's free to confront the woman he both loves and hates on an equal equal uh, plateau because now, you know, Hulk Betty's as powerful as he is. So he he doesn't have to hold back. The two can can beat the shit out of each other, work out their aggressions against you know each other on this cosmic scale, and you you won't believe what happens to the dark dimension. In particular, Umar's castle. I mean, the shit hits the fan. But um, think of it as like the dark dimension version of therapy, because they are they're they're wailing against each other. And Hulk Betty cannot stand the Hulk. She just hates everything about him because her wishes turn out to be like the most harmful things to the Hulk. You know? Are you guys still there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. And and uh, I don't know whether it's a product of you know she she loathes him for all the pain he's brought her over the years or mm -hmm. all the bullshit she's had to endure just because she loves the guy and vice versa you know he 
pledged himself to her, and she wasn't exactly. I mean, she ran off with, you know, Major Talbot and all that bullshit back in the day. So I mean, the the, the, the pair of history. And she's a hoe. Uh, yeah, they're beating yep. the shit out of each other. And then you know, then like we have one more issue to go. <laughs> and and I kind of thought you know, it started off a little bit light. For Greg Pak's swan song on the book, he basically reinvigorated with Fred Van Lente and, and uh, uh, Mr. Loeb. Wonderful, but, but no, it gets progressively more dark as as, as it progr- you know as it goes on, and you have knockdown drag out battles in the first couple issues. You got Tyrannus and Betty riding Fin Fang Foom like a horse. horse. Does does it get cooler than that? That sounds awesome. Riding Fin Fang Foom. But, but as it goes on, the tone kind of shifts and it, it gets a little bit more bloodthirsty. And I don't know what's going to go on in the last issue. But as far as the production goes, I mean, say no more, say no more. Pack is a, a great writer. He has an unnatural knack for writing good Hulk stories. Like Peter David, he just, he knows the characters and he does really inventive things with them. And there's a reason why Pac's been on the Hulk forever because he does it has good been there too, hadn't it? Yeah, he does good things with oh, the book. Yeah. But Pelletier, oh, uh, uh, he, he is as adept rendering like male anatomy and buildings and just huge, larger than life dudes as he is women. His women are incredible. He, he draws pretty much. I would say my top three favorite She-Hulks, but he doesn't draw her like a female version of the Hulk. He draws her as a really athletic, beautiful woman who just happens to be green. Nice. You know? Yeah, and it, there's there's one panel where Betty's getting the, the absolute shit kicked out of her, and she just looks at the viewer, and she's battered and bleeding, and she's got these huge soulful eyes i mean you really feel for her because how many beings on the planet can knock the tar out of the she-hulk you know not not so much um umar runs around in that slippery toga you know how she <laughs> she and she's definitely going commando because there are a couple panels from behind where she's swishing one way the toga's swishing the next way and you get a healthy glimpse of of you know backside it's, something, it's, something. It, yeah it's unbelievably well rendered uh and and not, not only that whenever umar shows up she pops out of the dark dimension her portal is a female mouth opened up and the tongue yeah, it is yeah the tongue is like her her boom tube where she just like slips <laughs> it's beautiful really good i was a little bit worried because i didn't particularly care for the previous arc all that much because it was that double double oh seven espionage bullshit that i mean you put the hulk in the in a suit and it's not mr fix it you lost me yeah i got you back there yeah because i mean mr fix it was a totally different mental state for anti-espionage it just bores me man just running around who cares uh but there was tyrannus in the previous arc so it, it didn't it wasn't completely without you know something to drag me in but this arc he's going out with a bang uh this is incredible it's gonna make a really tight uh collected edition because the art is just wow fantastic right across the board Everything about it, the layout, there's huge double-page spreads of just like tons of mindless ones getting the crap kicked out of them. Hulk's got Umar under his arm, and he's beating the shit out of giant trolls, and the Wendigo 
gets giant with the by beast in Las Vegas, and they they knock people in the buildings, and buildings are falling down, and there's destruction on a, on a huge scale. This is the way to go out, I think, for Mister Pack. That sounds great, man. Actually, uh, I, I'm glad you talked about this because I, in spite of liking Pelletier quite a bit, I had lost my way with the Incredible Hulk. So I've still been reading the other Hulk book because of Gabe, but I I kind of had given up on that one. So um, I'll definitely throw this into my uh, you know hardcovers to to buy when they're on sale list. You will not be sorry. That's cool. Because you love the cheesecake. There's a lot of it in here. It's true, I do. Uh, but it's it's not just like soulless bimbos running around. He, I can't get over the the eyes of of the She-Hulk. He he really did a great job of conveying emotion with with the eyes. And she's got a, a Gwen Stacy esque hairband in. I think the She-Hulk yeah. should wear a hairband all the time. She looks great. I don't like her looking all wild and scraggy and yeah. you know like she just woke up from a bender. Yeah, Truth. it's, it's a, a it's a pretty book. It's I don't want to call it slick because Mickey sticks a little bit of the grit in with the inks. Not not a lot, but a, a little, you know, just enough. But oh, it's super pretty, and the stories just knock you out. Doctor Strange. It's just like let's all. Do, oh, um, Rick and Jennifer get converted back to human because the Hulk splashes in the water too, and one of, the outcome of one of his wishes was that. Uh, his friends would be uh, normal, so Jen and and Rick are are human. I, obviously, it's going to be reversed somewhere along the line. But for right now, they're human. Huh? Well, and there you it, go. It's great. I love the Hulk books. I mean, it's the only look at. I purged almost all my Marvel, but I just couldn't do it with the Hulks. I I need those books. I am the Hulk. It's me. Yeah, awesome. you are a big green beast. Just you are. Oh, Sicilian. I don't have to say anything else. So. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of know, big green bees, have you, have you have you read 1969 yet? Um, uh, no, be- because what? well, to to be honest, no, I got something else bumped it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I got. Uh, I don't know the, who you are anymore. No, <laughs> I'm I'm going to read it. I really am. But I've been don't, reading. I've been reading Super Gods. I've been reading Super Gods, and I, I have to say I do agree with the people that say Morrison could have used a the heavy hand of an editor. Because there are parts where it's just like, let's get on with it, please. Can we get to the point? Uh, it, it's brilliant. And well, maybe they could have done more important things, like re-century 1969. <sighs> but the thing that knocked 1969 off the top of the pile was I got uh, from from Top Shelf. I got Infinite Kung Fu by uh, Kevin oh, McLeod. Oh, cannot wait! Oh Christ! Oh. It, this thing is huge. It, it's it's massive book. What is it? Four hundred and sixty-four pages, mm-hmm. and it's only twenty-four ninety-five. It it's so. Jason, you know what? For how much you gushed about Aphrodisiac, I think this one's going to give Aphrodisiac a run for its money. Well, I'm dying. To get, I can't wait to read it. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Umbl- I'm only like twenty pages in, so I can't really talk about it. But mm-hmm. the the art art so far, the art and story is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next week I'm gonna talk about it. And what you can read like the first. 200 pages for free online, right? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. It's unheard of. 
Unheard it. So yeah, more more informed opinion on uh, Infinite Kung Fu next week. Awesome. What else we got? So disappointed in you. I'll read it. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Maybe That's I'll read it for next week. Just to placate you. Oh, see that? Or maybe you'll read him. it because it's awesome. This book is written for you. See, but the, pro- the problem is about the man love on the first couple said, pages. I know the, that. What, but what no, book would it's like to read? Hear me out. The, the The problem is if you guys cover something before I get to it. I don't feel like it needs for me to cover it because you've because successfully does it, I, d- done it. I talked it. about it a little bit and said we will get more into a it l- whenever you read it. A little bit? Dude, you talked like, like 45 minutes on it. I did not. I've never done that. <laughs> Holy tables, shit. The tables have been turned. I've never done that. I got no, you talked at- about it just but- enough to let the spoiler out. Yeah, I exactly. I got yelled out on Twitter for, for letting a, a spoiler slip. Even the dog's pissed. You let that oh. out. Oh, Parker's like, Parker's like, dude, Tom Riddle, come on, spoilers. Um, I'll make all right. I'll I will read it for next week. All right, but be careful, like the monkey's paw. Be careful what you wish for, because my footnotes will have footnotes. Oh, on that. One? Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, hell yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. All right, do you want to tell who are, who Jason? You didn't go yet. I'm waiting for. Awesome. He hit the mute. <laughs> he did. You could tell he hit the mute. No, I said, Jason, dot, dot, dot. You oh, didn't you did? go yet. Yeah. Oh, you must have bounced out. I didn't hear you. Um, you know what? I, I, uh, I did uh, much For reading you. this past week because, uh, well, number one is I, I don't know if I mentioned, I don't know if we were recording when I said it, but, uh, my, my oldest has started football. So, um, even at eight years old, it's pretty ridiculous. That's, time th- limit. that's real football, not right, not not soccer, right? Yeah, no, no, American football. It's uh, okay. it's uh, it's three hour practices a day. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, so so it's uh, basically it's it's been a pretty big commitment. Is Jopa uh, the coach? What's that? Is Jopa the coach? Jesus! <laughs> no, I know, and uh, and then on top of that, it's uh, as Chris was well knows, it's uh, we're in the heart of football, so it's my. Busiest time in terms of uh, fantasy writing, analysis, prep, all that stuff. So um, you know, the month of August is pretty much 100% football for me. But uh, I did, in my keeping up with the uh, notion of getting rid of some of these Regine piles, um, I did pour through, uh, I guess, 12 or 13 issues of X Men Legacy. Ooh. Um, they still call it that? Well, they're about to stop calling it, I think. But uh, oh, it's okay. been, yeah, it's been X Men Legacy, um, uh, and it's. Uh, it's still it's Mike Carey still doing his thing. Um, for the most part of of this run, it's the, I would well, there's been a lot of characters because they're all still you know hanging out in Utopian stuff. But but the the main the main characters are largely Rogue and Magneto. They're they're sort of the main you know um, of the of the of the key X Men. They're they're the ones that uh, that were driving the bus with these arcs. Um, don't, don't really have a lot to say about it. I mean, in the sense that it. it I mean, it was two arcs worth. The the, the first one was um, basically a little aside. It's right after Second Coming, and uh, Hope's there, and you know, Rogue's kind of been hanging out with Hope and taking care of her, what have you. But uh, Scott sends Rogue to be a chaperone. It seems like Rogue's fallen into this like mode in all the X Men, which is like a chaperone for the younger X Men. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> but in this too, he sends her to. India to go with uh, pa- well, his codename is Paris. His name is Indra, um, or vice versa, rather. But uh, 
he is one of the you know the young X-Men. He has to go back to India. His father's called him back to India to get married, um, because it's uh, he's he's Hindu and they have a arranged marriage. And uh, uh, Indra's brother is in a coma. Um, he was supposed to marry a girl. Uh, sort of like you know, like a marriage of you know of of, of two. These are two couples with means, and they're supposed to be marrying off their daughter and their son. So Indra has to come back to India and marry her instead, and. Um, so like Rogue and a couple of the other young X Men, Anol and uh, a couple of others, and uh, and Magneto comes and Magneto he like tags along and he he's not asked to go, but he has to tag along. And the reason he tags along is because there's been these uh, rash of strange electromagnetic uh, phenomena happening in this uh, area of India, and he's he wants to figure out what the hell's going on with it, being the master of magnetism. So he he comes along, and um, the first thing I'll say is. They've been playing up for a while this Magneto rogue sort of yeah. love interest thing, and I guess it's fine. It's certainly in keeping with the history of the book in that there's always been the soap opera romantic aspect of the X Men. So I mean that that's that's certainly part the of Age the Age of Apocalypse too, right? Yeah, exactly. So so they're they're kind of I guess maybe leading down that path here in the six one six. Um, I'm not really feeling it though, just because. Even if you give Magneto like the age revision, the Marvel age revision, he's still old. I mean, he's he's Professor yeah. X's contemporary. So even if you pretend he didn't live during World War II, which again I don't know how they would do that, but the dude is still like in his what late fifties, early sixties in Marvel yeah. Universe time. And Rogue, last time I checked in the Marvel Universe, is barely in her like early twenties because she was like no. a teenager. You know, Seriously, I, I thought she was like in her early thirties, maybe. No, dude, not. Yeah, I don't think in Marvel like time. Twenties, early thirties. Yeah, not because. Uh, how old is Mystique? Because. Uh, well, Mystique's probably. Well, she's she's in her. I mean, Mystique's in her sixties, seventies. Because she knew Logan. Remember, I mean, she, right. she. So I mean, I don't know, but. I don't know. She's for, a Logan, for, for Rogue, for Rogue to be walking around <laughs> looking like that. No, you're right. You're right. All right. Well, let's okay, but let, let, then maybe it's not as freaky. I guess I still think of Rogue is it's still Jack Nicholson and 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 you know and and the model Allie of the McBeal. week. But it's still yeah, yeah. So it's still Harrison Ford okay. right now. You know what? Or, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, who, who's the, who's the Helen Hunt? Uh, Jack Nicholson was with that skin. The other skinny chick, the one from Wayne's World. Helen, Helen Hunt. No, no. no. The, as good as it gets. Oh, but he's talking about it in the movie. Okay, fine. Jack Nicholson, that skinny broad from uh, from Wayne's World, the one with the gun rack comment, uh, the, the, the one that Wayne was dating. Carrera? No, dude, the skinny. Asia Carrera. There's Asia Carrera's 15 minutes right there. Chris Neeson mentioning her on a podcast. Hey, she hey she was at Wizard World Chicago. I believe it. Uh, I she believe was. It. Uh, what, Warflin Boyle? Yeah, yeah, there you go. There oh, you go. Really? That's Men right. in Black yeah. too, baby, okay. with that leather. Ooh. She was great. Peaks. Now, uh, honest to God, she was. This, this arc is that uh, the children of the vault are back. They're the oh, nice, yeah. And I always dug them, and and I think that uh, the the so this arc I got to give I got to give props to uh, Clay Man is the penciler. Nice. And it's beautiful stuff. So yeah. like this arc, I, th I thought the story was kind of it just didn't do much for me, but. But I love the the artwork and Clay Mann is great and draw, him drawing the 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 uh, the um, Children of the Vault was terrific. So for those that don't know, Children of the Vault are kind of they're not mutants; they're superhero superheroic humans that were evolved from like they basic humans were evolved over 
like a period of thousands of years in um they're they're part of the weapons plus type of deal you know where they're like hyper evolved over they accelerated time and and uh, you know it's got to go with it for people it's it's faux science but they basically it was like what humans would evolve into over thousands of years and and they and surprise surprise they evolve into super powered beings how convenient but um they're in this and there's this girl who's part of uh she's part of they have a city in this alternate dimension that's powered up and they want to they want to bring it through and they need this uh certain group of 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 specifically powered almost like energy powered beings to power this this thing they've been building and of course one of them doesn't she's not feeling that she wants to escape and so she's able to transfer from that dimension to earth and that's the what's causing these electromagnetic craziness and that's where Magneto's getting freaked out and so of course the X-Men get involved with her and saving her from the from the uh the children of the vault and uh so it was okay I mean like I said it looked beautiful I do dig those characters so I mean like the action scenes were neat because I like the uh there's like Sangre and Serafina and Fuego like that that was real cool but at the end of the day I don't think it was very much felt like a um like an aside, kind of like, okay, let's take a breather and have this little side story because we just got done with Second Coming and we haven't started the next event. Uh, and then the second story arc is the uh, Age of X tie-in stuff, um, which I really should have read. It was meant to be read along with the other X books, you know, uh, uh, in order of the Age of X storyline. So I read them just as... So it's, I'm skipping chunks of the story to read these in, in order. Um you know, Age of X, I wasn't really feeling the whole thing, to be honest with you. Like, I I feel like um, uh, Age of Apocalypse was way, way cooler, done much better. Um, even like House of M, uh, like, you know, X-Men, again, very much familiar territory, which is dealing with alternative timelines and alternative futures and stuff. So um, it's 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 the Age of X idea is, is fine in its concept, but I just thought the execution was kind of didn't do much for me um just again personal preference it just i didn't feel like it was uh it was all that all that hot stuff so um so the first arc good looking okay second of arc was lost into the age of x quote unquote little mini event and uh i didn't really have much love for that so so that kind of brings me up to speed on on x-men legacy um i would just say look if 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 anybody's curious this is not a book that unless you're a diehard x-men fan that just feels compelled to continue with the whole story. Number one, if you're that kind of person, you probably already own the book. Number two, if you're not, you don't need to, you don't, this is not like arcs that you need to jump into. This is like the antithesis of what Vince is talking about, the Hulks. If I were to say, oh, hey, you should pick, these would not be arcs of, of the current X-Men continuity. I feel like I would want someone to just read for the fun of it. These are not like standalone. Wow, those were awesome, you know, so. Hmm. You know, while we're on the, this um, week. Cool. While we're on the subject of X, David, what it's, do you? Th- I don't know if you've seen it, but in, in which case I'm probably spoiling something for you. Uh, sure. w- what do you think of the promo image that Marvel released of your boy Scott tongue wrestling Storm? I did not <laughs> see that, but okay. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, an image going around right from Marvel, a mohawked Storm with the leather sucking face with with good old Scott. Now is this? Um, was it connected to a particular issue, or was it just a teaser image? I think it's for the uh, red slash yellow breakup schism post schism X books. That's interesting because uh, it. Yeah. I mean, it. 
I'm almost tempted. Just, just you saying it's the Mohawk Storm. I'm, it is the Mohawk Storm. Yeah. I'm part of me, or the first thing I think of is a uh, an uh, an alternate uh, Uncanny 201 cover where it was Scott versus Storm and who will lead them. And and I, it probably obviously it isn't because I'll be the first parents of uh, of the Cable Baby, of right? Baby and Nathan. Yeah. Yes, the mutant Messiah. <laughs> Don't talk shit about cable. Great. Oh Great. yeah, sucky sucky. Come on, um, a little wow, Chris. Nice job. I know. Seriously, who, where? Well, where you are the, the world's who greatest, replaced, the world's who, greatest closet X Men fan. That's I I I consider them the same way I do. Um, Magneto joined the team I left. Yeah, <laughs> X lovers, man. Me and the X Men. Two hundred. I bounced. <laughs> Pretty much that, that Child, life death shit. You know, I'm out of here. We've come, we've come full circle. The I story. Don't want my headmaster. Hey, what the hell? With the big M. What happened? Well, before? let's be fair though. Uh, I mean, Vince, let's let's not. The, the cover you're talking about is from Astonishing X Men, though. Is it? Yeah. So 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 it doesn't really. Oh, by the way, with, with with big booty uh, Emma. Yeah, written by. Uh, Greg Pak. Oh. Oh no oh, shit. Oh yeah. Oh, well, Ellis. Wow. Okay. Yeah, huh. that, you, you know what? Whenever you, <laughs> whenever you, whenever you say the ultimate books, it's like they don't even exist to me. Well, this is an ultimate. This is But yeah, but since it's in the same category, isn't it? As the ultimate well, books, it's, it's not like an ultimate a different. Book, but it's like sort of a side pocket. Remember, yeah. after after astonishing the original, which was amazing, got over. They were yes. like, oh, we're gonna make astonishing part of the actual continuity now. But then they clearly didn't stick with that because I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. This is a book. Astonishing is a book they should have just ended when the when we, 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 Ag- agreed. You know, just, agreed. just it just ended, just like just like uh, you know, all stories. Just just like that was it. It was the story to be told. It was good. They they got it done. It took a while, uh, and then it's just Marvel be done. Marvel yeah. end a book that has a a slight chance of selling. Look what the shit yep. they're doing with Fantastic uh, Four. Is it, well, again, is anybody we're surprised that we're going to have two Fantastic Four books? Well, by really? the way, too, if you go back and listen to all the talk when, when Spider-Man went thrice monthly and what a quote-unquote great idea it was, there were lots of people, myself included, said, well, they'll keep it thrice monthly until the sales go back to where they were, and then they'll go back to the launching different Spider-Man titles. That didn't yeah. take long. I mean, yeah. now we got Spider-Man, they got the, the newly announced Avenging Spider-Man with, uh, mm-hmm. with Joe Mad and uh, I want to tell the, the return of Webb. Yeah, I mean, so. Well, we had web. We had web back for did, yeah. Uh, for, for less yeah, than. Yeah, oh yeah, they'll bring it back again. again. Yeah. yeah, but I do like what I yeah, see of that that um, Avenging Spider-Man. By so the way, far. are we going to? Um, I mean, we're going to at least spend like a segment each week of that month to to do like quick hit thoughts on the the DC first book first issues, right? Hell yeah! Well, yeah, I don't sure. know about quick, but yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's going to be thirteen per week, so we, I don't know that we want to spend. I mean. We gotta try and find a way to do reasonably quickly. We will have our darlings. <laughs> Animal Ra- Man, Raging Bullets thing. 2.0. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Cool. All right, Batman with Greg Capullo. Come on. <laughs> are some of you getting them? Like, are you? All, are we all getting them on time? Or well, digital. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read everything in that oh. first month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God, I'm I'm doing what you're doing. I'm getting the digital ones, and then I'll probably fork over the bucks for the big ass hardcover. Yeah, I'm gonna buy the first for just mainly for the show and out of curiosity. I'm gonna buy the first month digitally on the full price, but then I'm gonna wait 
I'm going to lag wait the two months to start buying them on the dollar ninety nine tip. There are some I'm going to get uh, paper versions of. I I, I definitely like have to Batman. buy Animal Man, Batman, Swamp Thing, uh, I Vampire, Omac. Come on, Jesus. I need that OMAC. I want it right now. I just want those collected, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I that's, yeah. That, no, yeah. I want I want to read them digitally because I want to. It's sort of. I, I really I, hope that, that this reboot also kind of reboots their their collection program because oh, I don't yes. want to wait. I don't want to wait fucking eighteen months for for that first arc. Well, of, it is of, interesting because I don't. I know that we did talk about when we were brainstorming about the announcement is that we hoped that it would this would get writers away from the idea that they have to quote-unquote write for the trade and do four or six issue story arcs yes yes i know that the i mean dc editorial has come out quite a bit lately at during the conventions in san diego and stuff saying that's part of the thing here you know this is not about you know no longer do they not that they ever theoretically had a mandate to write in that way but they're you know you everyone should feel free to write one issue story arcs and two or three issues or ten issues whatever is appropriate for the story and they'll figure out beyond that how to trade it now, awesome. I'm a little dubious of whether they'll st- – only on the sense that I don't think it'll be immediately that that happens, only because I do think the vast majority of the people working have been – most of the guys that are get, that got gigs for these first books were already doing mainstream work, and I think that they're very much used to, i got to write for the trade. So their minds are thinking as storytellers, yeah. i got to build an arc. So I think that – well, You remember yeah. earlier in the show when I was talking about that great three-issue miniseries right. <laughs> that was issues long? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, but but over time, I mean, if this is successful and the relaunch takes, I, I do hope, no, number one, that we get stories that are of different lengths, and number two, what that means for the collected editions will be interesting. I don't, you know, I don't know what it'll mean. I hope it all translates into goodness. It, yeah, oh, me goodness. too, man, me too, brother. Yep. I'm rooting for them. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, yeah. you really have to. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have uh, a major publisher with the balls to say, "Ain't working out. We're going to change things a little bit." Well, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but right. it was, uh, it was, you know, do it now or do it later. So, all right, we what need to get on the the in your travels because I got a, I got, a, I got a bond spiel I got to go to tomorrow. What's so a bond spiel? Yeah. By the way, how about my uh, props to my man, uh, my man Rob L, the f- the first guy to have uh, a Marvel, a DC, and an Image book coming out at the same time. That's what I said. Yeah. You said that. I said that last week. I didn't specifically. Did? Well, maybe I didn't specifically said Marvel, uh, uh, Marvel, Image, and DC. I said three books in one month. One, f- and then I named. Oh them. yeah, I think yeah, he, I think, but he is the, the at least according to him, he's the first to have done that. So that's pretty cool. You That's know what? There's there's no greater guy to extend that honor to. You know, <laughs> it's the truth. Hey, speaking of, I was thinking about that with Sylvester coming up now. Is is are, are Jim Lee and uh, McFarlane now the only uh, Image founders not to have gone back and done some Marvel work? You mean Larson? No, Larson has. No, Larson no, has. Yeah. You said, oh, you mean Jim Lee and oh, oh, well, Jim Lee did, didn't he? I forgot about Jim Lee. He did, did with he the did, Mar- yeah. with the Heroes Are Born? Yeah. So oh God. McFarlane did a uh, McFarlane did a a piece in uh, the Marvel Heroes for uh, the nine eleven benefit, but I yes. mean, as actually doing something, I don't. He didn't even do any of the. Uh, he didn't do any covers for like an Omnibu or anything. No. Right? that's no. what I'm saying because I know like Wills just came back and did stuff, right? You got Sylvester coming yeah, he back. Did, he did Uncanny. Yep, you got uh, Sylvester uh, coming back now. Obviously, Rob just did some stuff. Dale uh, Keown did Hulk the End. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, enough. Oh, enough and enough. and hey, Vince, Vince, he's, he's one of the original Larson. seven. Don't even try it. Speaking 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 of Larson, um, and back to Tom Cioli, I saw the um, what was the double page oh, spread? Valentino, Valentino, dude. He didn't do anything. I don't think I don't he's done think anything so. since Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy and, and, and an I image. Right. Right. Silver one stuff. Um, but Vince, I saw you. You remember um, uh, when Tom did the uh, the Savage Dragon Tales? I sure do. You know the uh, the double page spread with him um, punching the uh, um, the robots and then falling down in in like that domino pattern. You bought it. I didn't buy it. I saw oh. it. It has it. It's, it's there, and it's and it's golden, golden age size layout. It's amazing. Chicago really is the nexus of comic book universe. <laughs> it's true. It is, but I was just like, Vince, if I really love Vince, I would buy that for him. But obviously, I don't have it, so that should speak for itself, right there. Damn. Um, be- before we go, David, you said you had a thank you. I do have a thank you. Um, if uh, it was there was a teaser of it on uh, on Twitter uh, over a week ago. Uh, Andrew Shaw from Australia. Um, if you you would have seen the tweet from Andrew if you follow Andrew and and me, but um, or you could just follow Andrew's Twitter stream. But he he posted a photo letting me know that um, he found uh, the first two issues of a Dark Horse published miniseries from. Uh, from the late 80s, Michael T. Gilbert's Doctor and Mr. Monster. Yay. And, uh, and he took a picture because he found him at his LCS. And, and, yeah, look what I found. And I was like, I remember owning that first issue at one time. And um, either Monday or Friday, I received a package in the mail. And in that package were those first two issues of this eight issue miniseries. Wow. And now are they Australian versions of them or are they the Dark Horse versions? They are like the are... Dark Horse versions. Oh okay. uh, yeah, no, it says in inside, published by Dark Horse Comics, uh February nineteen eighty eight. Um they are the Dark Horse yeah, that definitely the Dark Horse versions. And there was a book, another small size small format comic book called withheld uh by bobby n who according to andrew is a local boy and uh and and this looks like a pretty interesting um uh, maybe it's a one shot I'll, I'll i'll read it and 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 uh and talk about it but uh i just wanted to thank andrew for uh helping me refill my, my mr monster collection nice Nice, very cool. Oh, speaking of Australians, um, happy birthday to uh, Lucas Testro, the uh, director of Jim Rugg's uh, Street Angel uh, short film. Oh, nice, nice. Who we had uh, we had uh, lunch with? Yes, yeah, and I I spent a day roaming around New York with last year. Indeed, you did. Nice. Happy birthday, Lucas. Good people. This is a we, Leo. We, we are awesome. Them at, uh, we hung out with him at the uh, little after party down the street from um, uh, Berg- Bergen Street. After yep. the party, it's the hotel lobby, David. Doink. Somebody's getting hairs. Sorry. I'm not. Huh. He's ripping a DVD. But anyway. <laughs> uh, 
This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by the Splendiferous Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Huge discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles. In case you didn't hear at the top of the show, you can get, which I didn't say, so you couldn't have heard it, Jack <laughs> Davis's Drawing uh, American Pop and Culture Hardcover. Wait. 35% off the list price. It's only going to cost you $32.49. And oh, please, do not forget about IDW's Bob Powell uh, terror hardcover. It's the next volume in Craig Yo's Chilling Archives of the Horror Comics. I have the first one, the Dick Briefer one. It's really good. Extreme production levels on this. Die cut covers, the whole nine yard. Clay, uh, spot varnish, everything. I'm, I'm certain that the second volume will be equally as, uh, jaw dropping. So it's only $14.29 for a big ass hardcover featuring some of the best horror art you will ever see. Bob Powell, Terror Hardcover. Okay, that's done. In your travels, I'm going to reiterate something Jason said uh, nice. last episode, a couple episodes ago, about uh, Jess Fink's Chester 5000. Mm-hmm. It is sweet. It's uh, This has a spot varnish, too. It, it's a small hardcover. It's only $14.95. It's shrink-wrapped because it's dirty. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. It features dirty. all kinds of sexual acts dirty, performed dirty. by robots and real-life human beings. It's inventive. He has vibrating fingertips called the Vibratus Fingum. Of course. Um, and, and other things. There's uh, human bodies... Uh, detailed in every position imaginable. It's, but it's not without heart. It's just not soulless, you know, gratuitous porn. There, there's a, a real heart at the center of this book. It's, it's almost, it almost has a weird kind of innocence to it in a way. Um, and, uh, the phallus auto extendus is a beautiful thing. But, uh, Jess Fink's Chester 5000, she has, this gorgeous flowing and you could see the progression of her line too from the beginning which i'm assuming uh were early in the stages of her uh web strip of this story and later on in the book the line it just matures into this beautiful flowing i love it It, it's just great so from top shelf we have chester 5000 by jess fink jason was completely on the mark with this it's really good and it's got spot varnish, and part of the cover is <laughs> it's got spot is, varnish. You love the spot varnish. It's got a, it's there's an embossed heart. The the cover illustration is embossed, or yeah, it's great. It's cool. good stuff. Jason, you were rice. Donkey. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to suggest um, what is quite honestly the coolest looking book I've seen this year. Uh, I have not. I have not read it yet. I picked it up on my way home tonight. It is something I was eagerly awaiting. It is one of my favorite people in comics. Uh, it is one of my favorite artists in comics, and I cannot wait to read this. It hmm. is from Archaea Ooh. Publishing. It is written by one Mister Victor um, Quinaz. I'm going to totally butcher the the pronunciation on that but it's drawn by brent schoonover and of course talking about the awesome looking and you have to you have to actually hold this book and feel the uh 
the production that's gone into it, the embossing, the, the, the print quality, the attention to detail in the actual production of this. Uh, I am talking about Mr. Murder is Dead, a graphic novel. And uh, knowing, knowing Brent the little bit that I do, um, every time you you talk with him and 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 ask him you know you know what you know what comics he loves and what he's interested in brent would basically give his eye teeth to draw dick tracy that that's kind of, that 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 is his dream is to be um the the regular you know like daily you, you know uh, who's drawing the daily dick tracy strip right now who is it joe staten Ooh. Uh, well there you go. Um, Brent it will probably try and have Joe Staten killed. <laughs> <laughs> My email issues are going to go up in price I, now. I, finally, um, it, it, I, it really is. It, it's Brent's. It's Brent's dream to to do the daily uh, Dick Tracy strip. I know awesome. that he's submitted for it. He would love to do it. He's a huge Dick Tracy fan. Well, I think finally with Mister Murder is Dead, we get to see what what Brent could do with a with a, a a dick tracy strip this is in, in a lot of ways everything that um that i think that he you know wants to wants to do along those lines but because it's not the dick tracy characters it, it appears that there's some uh, some levity to, to you know kind of broaden out and and step in some different directions but yeah i mean if you are a noir fan if you're a dick tracy fan if you like bacon um, you should <laughs> and who doesn't? Exactly. Yeah, what? it's um, it just from a just from a production standpoint, it is it is absolutely gorgeous. Archaea continues to um, put out books that that do not look like they are being published by a small publisher I, this is this is one of the nicest packages in in a graphic novel i've seen in a, in a while it's it's really really nice they, and, they don't look like books you expect to get three for the price of two sunday at a convention no it's true. no i mean it's there's there's a lot of publishers comics and otherwise that could take some uh take some notes from from what they're doing because this yeah. is just absolutely beautiful and the interior art i mean brent is so good yeah, it, it's yeah. He's I another can't. guy. It's been fun to know personally and see yeah. him grow as an artist. You know, he's yeah. He's, I remember oh, like so years ago seeing him do like sketch art. He was more like yeah. doing pinups, which anyway they were great. But seeing you know he's, I mean, I think his sequentials have gotten. I mean, he's gotten. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. But this, I can't wait to talk about this more. So uh, from Archaea Press, it's Mister Murder is Dead. Cool. Nice. Oh, and it's a. Uh, it's a uh, it's hardcover. It's beautiful. It's only nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety five. So. Even better. Yep. Uh, you just saved four cents. Nice. Uh, I'm going to uh, first of all uh, the the website as I mentioned at the beginning, CaptainConfederacy.blogspot.com, so you can read the comic for free or or, or get the links to download it. Uh, but I'll do events this week, and my second. Uh, I will say, you know what. I read the third issue before we started tonight. Check out Mystery Men. There's only two issues left, and um, it's uh, we've been introduced to some unique characters. Uh, I didn't know if it should really. I, I didn't. I didn't know if I was going to see it tied in 
to the Marvel Universe because Marvel is, is trying to... Uh, nice. Marvel's trying to uh, let, let you know that um, they that they had a universe before the first issue of Fantastic Four and uh, and books like the 12 are uh, are one example of that but Mystery Men is, is something else and it's um, you have uh, the operative and uh, and and the surgeon now and Achilles in, in the third issue and it's it definitely takes place in in the late 30s and um, these are some unique characters. And, and when I say that, I wasn't sure if it was going to tie into uh, the Marvel proper universe. There's a headline in a newspaper where a bunch of children were kidnapped. And one of them is uh, is the Stark child. Now, I didn't see a first name, so I don't know if it's Howard. I don't know if it's if it's Tony and, and Howard's descendants but or, or, or ancestors. But it's... Um, it looks like it's it it is pretty Fantastic Four in that same universe, but it's it's if you like the twelve, I think you'll like Mystery Men, and and it's uh it's it's written by David Liss, who of course is is kicking butt right now in Black Panther: The Man Without Fear, and it is wonderfully illustrated by uh, Patrick Zercher. Uh, oh, nice! Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it it looks sharp. It's um and it's it's moving it's it's moving at a pretty good clip i get to the end of the issue and i'm like i i want more and and i, I don't feel like i've i've been i've been gypped and uh it, the general i i don't know if i want to see the general general's the bad guy and i don't know if i want to see him get his at the end if if they want to continue with the mystery men um i i, I don't know if I, I hope they don't do one of the whole uh one of the, those movie tropes where the bad guy has to die at the end, and and we can right. see him get away, and and maybe you know we, we see him again in the future, and and that's their arch nemesis, that's their Despero, but it's uh, it it it's it's a pretty just it it's different than than what you know than what's going on in in the Marvel proper present time, mm. and uh, and I'm digging it, and like I said, if if um, and. Even if you do like the twelve, you're obviously not getting much in the way of that fix right now, so so you can give this a shot. I went trope fishing once. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I fell out of the boat. I uh, I I almost went trope fishing, but then I decided to go on a snipe hunt instead. Ooh. <laughs> so what do we got? Uh, so written by Mr. Mike Wright and Mr. Brian Smith, colors by Mr. Michael Devito, and penciler by my boy fellow Jersey representing Charles Paul Wilson III. Uh, the This week is the first issue of the third volume of The Stuff of Legend. Uh, this one is uh, subtitled A Jester's Tale, four-issue miniseries, continuing in the fine tradition uh, of the uh, Third World's press's uh, one and only bona fide hit. This time it's, uh, for those that didn't read the second volume, uh, there was a big... Uh, reveal at the end and this picks up uh from the from where that left off involving as you might guess uh jester is now the central character of this one uh and he has to go off on a mission on his own and uh i i've talked about the uh, the original uh ver- the original arc of this series uh, a couple years ago when it came out and uh i continue to adore it i am a proud owner of one of the pages of the uh, book it's uh it's much anticipated for me, so um, this is uh, you got get it, get it, get it. So this is one of those books like it, it, 
you buy you got to double dip if you're going to buy the trade because they they need you to buy the issues. It's not exactly a mm-hmm. a huge seller. So, truth. You know, I'm thinking sometimes tradition isn't all that fine. Uh, <laughs> any any of you guys pick up comic shop news when you get your books that that every news, once in a while that newspaper yeah yeah every, yeah, every now and then. Do you ever take a look at the the Spider-Man strip that Stan and his brother Larry do? Yeah. That shit is rank. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to read it. I think there was one panel where Morbius was crying. Morbius doesn't cry. No, There's no yeah. crying There's in no crying. I know. Vampires don't cry. And it, yeah, I'm just hating on it because yeah, it's, it's Stan. But, I mean, Larry does a great job of uh, of drawing it. But, I mean... Some of the things that are like Mary Jane is is all weepy and and shit and crying with Peter and they're hugging. It's like <laughs> I shit. I don't want to see that. No, no. yeah, nah, but it, but, it, uh, but it, nah. Son, basically I, saying is, can I live? Spider Man wants to know if he can live. That's all. He wants to live. <laughs> Not with the whore. He can't. He should have stayed with. Should have stayed with the blondie. Save her, save her from getting her snap your neck. No, oh, well. Hey everybody, uh, Chris is gone. I think. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm just what? You go. go. <laughs> he let me bury myself. I got. I got a pack. Got keep on talking. Are you? What's he got? A Dershvenson tomorrow? What is it how, called? How do you prepare for a curling thing? Do you I gotta just, clean my broom, dude. You gotta. You gotta. How do you clean your broom? Isn't that an oxymoron? Clean my broom. Isn't a broom used to clean? Jumbo shrimp. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice jumbo shrimp. Love it. Yeah. I've got to polish my cur- curling shoes. Hmm. Actually, I want to spend a little bit of time with my wife because I'm not going to see her for the next like four days. I thought so, she was on your team, man. No, no, I'm going down there, going down there by myself. I'd be jumping. Did she quit? Uh, it? It's a vacation for her, then. Damn. I thought you guys did something together. We do, but you know, it's it's expensive to board the dogs. It is. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. 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 Family that curls together stays together. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here with us once again. Yes. Bunch of words. It's not to review if you loved this episode, and I'm I'm sure you did. Truth. No, we were on this week. We were on, on point. So so (laughs) please jump on over to iTunes and write us a review. Um if you see fit. Amazon store too, buy some shit. Yeah, yeah. Number two, come to our forum, because we would love to have you. Uh forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or you can just go eleven o'clockcomics.com and you'll see the forum link at the top of the page. Uh solicit our Amazon store. I don't know how to, you would do that. David would know. <laughs> if you go to bulletinspodcast.com, there's a tab at the top of the page, 11 o'clock, a store, and, and that will, will get you to the storefront. Yes. Or if you go to the forum, there's the 11 o'clock stores link. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a sticky thread, which will get you to the Amazon store or Here, uh, the Zazzle you know, store where you can buy your T-shirts. Yes. So, Something that I do that is really easy, you know, I buy stuff from Amazon quite a bit, and what made it really easy for me to not even have to worry about thinking about it, I just set my Amazon bookmark as the 11 o'clock store link, so it pops up just as Amazon would, but 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 it's it's the 11 o'clock. Uh, you know, recommends link, and uh, so every time I buy something from Amazon, I know that I'm I'm kicking a little money to to the show. So if all of our listeners did that, 
um, it would be great. It would. Mm -hmm. Popping up Amazon Wood and Chester 5000 all on the same show. Look at that. There you go. Yeah. So, yes, and uh, call the hotline, and if you're really extreme in your message delivery, David will tell me, and I'll expedite it and put it to the top of the stack, because we haven't had it's messages tricky. for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have some you. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, you mean you have them? I, was gonna say, I thought you meant we weren't getting them. No, we have them. I just haven't, yeah, I just haven't had time to edit them, yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, here we go. See you next week. Hear us next week. We will. We welcome your participation. We love you because we love you. Go have fun. Go have fun. I'm gonna go watch Sucker Punch again. I'm gonna go. Oh, I gotta watch that. Love it. Yeah, I do too. I, to I too. love it. Come on, Chris. Got to go. Clean his broom. Yeah. Say, say, say bye bye. Later. Out. Peace out. Can I live? Can I live? Can I live? Can I live? So that's I what Julian that's what Julian means whenever he says, Can I live? I yeah. didn't know what that meant. Can I live? Meaning All like right. can't you can I cut a break? Can I have some can All I get right. a taste I of that in our time? Bye. Have a good weekend, Later. guys. See ya. Good luck in your um adventures. In, in your bonfire, yeah. Yes. All right. Bonspiel. Oh bon right. Spiel. Yeah. With your cocker spaniel. Rock out with the spaniel out. <laughs> oh look he left. The fucker left. He actually, he bombed out. We got to keep going. Come on. Now we got 11 o'clock Capullo going on right now. 11 o'clock Capullo. Oh, yeah. Best Batman artist since Neil it's Adams, baby. <laughs> why must you, why must you be so hateful to Neil Adams? Who's hateful? You are. Cause every time I say oh, Neil Adams, man. you say, yeah, you mean the stuff he actually published or the stuff he went back and fixed? You always Am say I that. Is, is, well, uh, it's true. It's untrue. David had to revise his view on people who revise their artwork because he loves you mm. and he's going to be a hypocrite and you revised your artwork. So. I did. I had to. It, yeah. it wasn't sitting well with me. I had to do it. And you know what I did last week too? <laughs> yes. Dude. Yeah. It wasn't much. It was just a little line here and there, but I did it. I, not, I, I didn't revise the published one. I revised the one I sent to, to Zach. To, uh, that's a little different. It is. So nobody saw it yet. You're, you're drawing for the trade. I mean, you're padding this shit out, right? Yeah, I mean, damn. Whatever. I mean, just get to the point already. <laughs> Say bye-bye. How many more weeks you got? Uh, <laughs> I know, right? It's like four. Four more Dude, weeks. You're not, you realize you don't, you're not going to sleep until it's over, right? <laughs> and you know, honest to God, it's not bothering me. I'm having so much fun. That it is, looks like there's, I'm, I'm having a blast. I, I can't, I cannot thank him enough for getting me to do this. I can't thank him enough. I finally get to see your work on actually out. Yeah, it ain't all that. You been oh getting any God. feedback? Like you been like from us, us, must? Like you been getting any? Yeah, yeah. Eh, maybe a little something from maybe Gabe Hardman. Oh, no, don't, don't. Some props there, no, baby. Don't, don't bring that up. Why? No. Because because I'm gonna stop recording right now. Let me stop. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I seriously, yeah, I'm not, hard I'm hard. not, I'm not shitting you. I got. I know I don't I don't know whether he was just being nice or whether it was genuine. I'm assuming it was genuine coming from Gabe. He doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't he did he's a shooter. He is a straight shooter and and I honestly uh, I got a little choked up. Oh, snap, really? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Damn. Be because I I don't think there's many people I admire and respect uh more than Gabe. Homeboy who's, who's got mad skills. He does. Makes me sick oh, how God. good he is. And, Can't wait and, to hang out with the New York Comic Con. 
YouTube is. Oh my bad. Uh, why well, just why well, just wear David's clothes and his shoes too? It is everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you go hit his wife too? Uh, uh. Oh, oh stop. David, look at me. Uh. <laughs> oh, stop. I think we should. That pretty though. I think we should leave this. That's true. No, you're pretty oh, too. I think God. you're pretty. This is staying in. Oh, good. Fun, fun time after Neesman leaves. Yeah, that's when we have fun. What, yes. what? <laughs> Remember when, like, people like Sal and Tom would, like, pop into the forums and say hi? Well, Tom still does. Yeah. Does? Not yeah. Tom. No, he'll, he'll, he'll do what Tom does. He comes in, zings with the one-liner or the pithy comment, and then he, I, I expect that from Tom. Yeah. But Sal, yeah, Sal doesn't, doesn't show up too much. He can't blame him. He's busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's got stuff going on. Yeah. Say goodbye, people, because we'll see you next week. We love you. Probably will, yeah. Gotta go watch the great food truck marathon that race. Oh god. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing else on. It's on radio. Right yeah, there's nothing on it. <laughs> it's just this. Bye. Later. Later, players. See ya. Hey, all.